0: I'm jumping in with a quick message that I've added to all HR Coffee Time episodes to let you know that my group programme, Inspiring HR, is back. In case you haven't heard of it before, it's an intensive six week programme for mid and senior level HR and people professionals. So if you're an HR business partner, HR manager, head of HR, or HR director, Or the people equivalent, so a people business partner, people manager, head of people or people director, and you'd like to build your confidence, your credibility and your impact at work, Inspiring HR could be perfect for you. We get started on Wednesday the 5th of June 2024 when we'll be meeting up over Zoom for two hours every week. The group sessions are a blend of group coaching, training, and facilitation. They're supportive, encouraging, and practical, and each week has a slightly different focus. So, in week one, we look at setting yourself up for success. Week two is about boosting your confidence. Week three focuses on being strategic in your role. Week four is all about building key relationships. Week five takes a deep dive into influencing at a senior level and the final week looks at planning for the future. There's a link with the full details in the show notes for you or you can learn more by going to my website Bright Sky Career Coaching, clicking on services and then clicking on Inspiring HR Group Programme. I would love to have you join us and to get to know you throughout the programme. But if you have any questions about Inspiring HR at all, please feel free to ask by getting in touch through the website, and I would be very happy to answer them for you. Welcome to episode 40 of HR Coffee Time. I feel like I should be pulling a party popper in the background or doing something to celebrate hitting 40 episodes. It's a nice feeling to have got this far and if you've been listening since the very beginning of the podcast when I started it last year, thanks so much for joining me every week. If you're new to the show, welcome, it is wonderful to have you here. I'm your host Faye Wallace, a career coach and outplacement specialist with a background in HR and I'm also the founder of Bright Sky Career Coaching. And for this week I'm doing something a little bit different to normal. I'm going to take you behind the scenes of the podcast to talk you through how I set it up and create new episodes each week. And the reason that I'm doing this is because I've had a few people tell me they're thinking of starting a podcast and asking me if I can share my experience and advice around it. So Charlie, if you're listening, you are the most recent person to have asked me and you asking me this question is what's prompted me to create the episode. So thank you. I really hope that you enjoy it and that it helps you. But if you're not Charlie and you're listening and thinking, well, I've no idea how having a podcast could help the organisation I work for... Don't worry, I promise that I'll cover that too. Hopefully, I'll have you convinced that it could be a great thing to add to your HR strategy. Podcasts are great because you can use them for so many different things. They're not just for smaller businesses like mine. They can be a great resource for any sized organisation. In fact, I know that more and more businesses and organisations are launching their own podcasts all the time. They might be ones that anyone can listen to like Deloitte who have a huge range of podcasts available to the public or they might be private podcasts that are just to be used internally like one I heard that Coca-Cola has as part of their professional development available for their sales teams. I truly believe that having an internal podcast within organisations can be hugely powerful and it's something that you can tap into too if you'd like to. It's a pretty inexpensive way of getting engaging content and information out a big advantage to podcasts is that you can listen to them at any time, like you probably are. I don't know when you're listening to this, but for me, I'm normally listening to podcasts when I'm multitasking. So I like the fact that I can listen to them while I'm doing other things like cooking, driving the car, or getting ready in the morning. They don't need you to sit down and do something like watch a video or read through the pages of a document. They don't take up your attention and time in the same way that other things do. So if you're feeling innovative and you want to make an impact at work, why not have a think about how a podcast could help your organisation? You can use one to improve internal comms or as part of a learning and development offering. You can enrich your employer brand by sharing information about the organisation and what to expect from working there. You can invite people throughout your organisation to share their stories of what it's like to work there. You can have department heads introduce themselves. You can talk through what all of your... HR and people policies are and how you're going to do loads to make sure that they really enjoy working within the organisation. So hopefully I've convinced you that it could be worth giving podcasting a try but now I will focus on the main part of the episode which is explaining how I came to start the HR Coffee Time podcast and mainly what I'll be focusing on is sharing how I got it started and all the services and products that I use to create it. I'll make sure that I put links to all of the people, the products and the services that I mentioned throughout this episode. I'll put those links in the show notes so that if you decide you want to have a go at this and start a podcast and you'd like to use any of those people, products or services, you're going to be able to track them down easily. And if you're not sure where the show notes are, you can find them on my website, which is Bright Sky Career Coaching, by going to the free resources section, clicking on the part that says HR Coffee Time Podcast, and then click on this episode, which is episode 40. So I'll quickly share why I decided to get started with a podcast myself. I had been thinking of starting a podcast for at least a couple of years before I finally took the plunge and set up HR Coffee Time. I tried other ways of sharing free information that I thought would help people with their careers. So obviously for me I'm not really using the podcast as an internal resource, I'm using it to help (laughs) you and anyone else who wants to listen to it to develop your HR career And to also, of course, hopefully prove that I'm a a credible person who you can trust. So that if at any point you want to have some coaching, you know that you can turn to me and I'll support you. Or if you want to bring in coaching or outplacement support for people within your organisation, again, hopefully because you've been listening to this, you'll think, oh, yes, I think that or someone from her team could do a great job, let's contact them. So the reason I'm doing it might be very different for why you're doing it. But bringing you back to the the reason I decided to actually try podcasting instead of something else. I had been trying out other ways of sharing free information. I'd had a blog and I'd also created videos and social media posts But social media posts didn't really feel like they had enough longevity and they were hard to go into as much detail in them as I wanted to. I thought I'd really enjoy writing a blog because I'd always wanted to do some sort of writing, but I actually found it much harder than I thought I would. To me, the blog articles just didn't sound friendly or engaging enough. I worried that although I knew I was sharing helpful content, which was always my main goal, is to be as helpful as possible for you, I just worried that they were a bit boring, they weren't really particularly engaging to read. I preferred making videos because I felt it was easier to be more like me in them to when I was writing, but they would take me ages to plan and edit and with both the blog and the videos I found it really hard to commit to creating them very regularly. They just sort of dropped down my to-do list a lot of the time which meant that I was really hit and miss at getting them out. But I loved listening to podcasts and I kept thinking about how much I'd like to give podcasting a try instead of the blogging and videos. So after thinking about it for absolutely ages, I decided to take the plunge. And I'm really pleased I did because although it's ended up being more work than I realised it would be because it's mainly just me working on it, I've really enjoyed it. And having the accountability of knowing that Apple Podcasts will show what time and day each podcast episode is released has really helped keep me on track with releasing new episodes regularly, even if I'm having a busy week. And to get started, let me talk you through that. So let me explain exactly how I got started in case you're listening to this thinking about getting started with a podcast yourself. So I worked my way through an online podcasting course. It was just a series of online videos that I paid for that explained what to do in a really simple step-by-step format. I don't think that the exact course I took is available anymore, but one of the main teachers on that course was someone called Mark Asquith. And he now actually has his own completely free online podcasting course available it's called the podcast launch accelerator and it's part of something called his podcast success academy now I haven't done the podcast launch accelerator I'm not part of the podcast success academy but they do look really brilliant so if you're looking for a course to get started with to really take you step by step then I think it's probably worth Taking a look at his podcast launch accelerator course. And as I promised, I'll link to it in the show notes for you. I realised from doing that course (laughs) that I needed a design for my podcast cover art. So if you're looking at the podcast on an app on your phone, you'll be able to recognise it because there's a picture on there. I'm actually in the picture, but of course, you don't need to be in the picture if you're creating cover art for a podcast for work you can just have an an image or a design or you know a drawing on there it doesn't have to be a photo at all and so for my podcast cover art I didn't want to have a go at creating that myself that's definitely not my skill set so I asked a graphic designer called Floss Gibbs if she would create it for me I'd met her at a networking event several years before and I'd always really liked her work so if you need a graphic designer, i definitely recommend Floss, but of course, if you work for a larger organisation, you may well have an internal graphic design team that you can turn to for support. Right, so I'd done the course, I'd got the cover up, the next thing I needed was a microphone. I think this is the most important piece of equipment you can have, because you can really hear a difference in sound quality if someone is just recording using the internal microphone that comes with their laptop or their computer, the sound that you get from a plug-in microphone is much richer, smoother and it sounds more professional. And after doing some research I bought a Rode USB microphone and I've been really happy with it. Again I'll link to that in the show notes but of course there are so many microphones to choose from you're going to be spoilt for choice. So you can do your own research as well and see what one you think is going to be right for you. But for me personally, that's the microphone I've been using ever since I set up the podcast and I've been really happy with it so far. The next thing I needed to think about was editing my audio. So I'm recording this right now. I'm using my Rode microphone. I am recording it onto my laptop. As I'm recording it, I need to record it into something, into some sort of program, and I also will want to put music at the beginning and music at the end, and I'll probably want to chop some parts out where I've repeated myself, or maybe I've started saying, uh, or um. So you need some editing software. And I've already made two online courses. I've got a LinkedIn course, and I also have a CV writing course. In case you want to have a look at those, I'll I'll pop them in the show notes for you as well. To create those online courses, I used some software called Camtasia, which is video editing software. It's really nice and easy to use. It's fantastic. I've been using it for years and years. So I actually realised that although Camtasia has been created for putting video together, you can use it for audio as well. So I just thought, well, what's the point in me learning a whole new piece of software? I'll just carry on using this. It's really easy for me to add in the music I need at the beginning and at the end and take out any parts that I want to. But for you, if you haven't got Camtasia or you haven't got anything like that, I think that the most popular piece of software is completely free, it's called Audacity. So I pay for Camtasia, whereas Audacity, you can get it online and it is absolutely free to use. Or if you have got a Mac, you're using a Mac for work, it comes with a programme called GarageBand, which is there completely for free and you can also edit audio in there if you want to. But if you have got the budget for it, you can always record your podcast and then send the audio to a podcast editor to edit it for you. So they'll do all the polishing up, they'll put the music on, they'll take out any bits that you want them to, they'll do the whole thing for you. So I have used a podcast editor sometimes. Some of my podcast episodes have been edited by a professional podcast editor who is called Frodo and I found him on Fiverr. If you haven't heard of Fiverr before, it's an online platform that connects you to freelancers who can help you with a whole range of different types of work. Pretty much any kind of freelance work that you need doing, there will be someone on there who can help you. My solo episodes don't usually need a huge amount of editing, so I just tend to do those myself. But the guest episodes do. You can tell the difference between guest episodes that I've edited myself and the ones that have been edited by Frodo. His are a lot better. (laughs) I should probably use him a lot more. I think the main reason that I don't is because I'm not always organised enough to get the audio over to him in time. If you're more organised than me, then you will usually have a few days before you're going to release your podcast episode unfortunately for me I'll often leave it right to the last minute so it's easier for me to edit it myself, Frodo wouldn't have enough time because it's less than 48 hours or less than 24 hours and I've checked with him whether he's happy for me to share the link to his podcast editing service and he has said yes as he's got capacity to take on more clients so I will add that to the show notes too. But if you want to do the editing yourself and you don't want to spend hours and hours removing all the uhs and ums slowly and painfully (laughs) using Camtasia or Audacity or something else from an interview episode, there are two different pieces of software that you can use that I've tried out that make the whole process a lot easier. So I don't think you can use them to add music in, but you can use them for cutting stuff out. They are called Descript and Audiate. They're a bit like magic. You upload your audio file into them. They transcribe the file for you. The transcription's not perfect, but it's good enough. You then see all the words that have been spoken in the audio in the podcast interview. They appear on your screen and it includes all the ers and ums then all you have to do is highlight anything that you want to cut out with your cursor and then hit the delete button on your keyboard. And the software automatically edits these out of your audio. I personally prefer Audiate. I've just tried that recently. But both Audiate and Descript offer free trials. So it's worth having a play around with them if you fancy getting your hands dirty with the whole tech side of this. But if you don't want to, then obviously just send it off to a podcast editor. And if you're recording a guest interview and both people, or if there are several guests, all the guests can't be in the same room together, there's a whole range of software choices that you have to use to record the interview virtually and then that will save the audio for from that interview so that you can then edit it. Lots of people just use Zoom for this, but I like using something called Squadcast because I think the audio quality is higher. A competitor to Squadcast that I haven't tried out yet is Riverside, and that seems pretty good too. I'll probably give it a try at some point this year, but again, I'll put those links in the show notes for you if you want to have a look at them. And of course, apart from all the tech that I've just been talking about, The most important thing is you need to think of topics to record. For me personally, as you can probably tell from this episode, I choose topics that I've helped my coaching clients with or topics that listeners to HR Coffee Time have asked me to cover. Or if there's a question that I keep being asked again and again, I'll often think, "Hmm, I think it'd be a good idea to create a podcast episode about this because then I can just send it out if someone asks me the question I've got a whole detailed answer for them and then that's always a nice feeling to be able to reply to someone's question with something that I know is going to be really helpful for them but depending on what you want to use your podcast for obviously that's going to impact on the topics that you want to cover and you might want to invite guests onto the show either from inside your business or a guest speaker from outside I have absolutely loved having guests on the show. Not only has it been really great to meet and learn from new people, it's meant that I'm able to share advice and knowledge with you that I might not have personally. So I know that if I'm asked any question at all or if a listener gets in touch and says, Faye, this is my challenge or this is an area that I would really like to know more about, then I know that I can answer them. I can create an episode Even if I don't know the answer myself, because I can find a relevant guest. And hopefully that makes the podcast even richer and more interesting and more useful for you. Once you've chosen your topic and decided you're either going to cover it yourself or have someone within the organisation cover it or a guest cover it, you have to plan out what's going to be said. At least I think it's a good idea to plan out what's going to be said, even if you just loosely know. A lot of podcasting experts advise that you just have to have a list of bullet points or notes to guide you through your solo episodes but nearly a year into having HR coffee time I haven't managed to pull this off yet hopefully I will one day but for the moment I have to script all of my solo episodes out so while you're listening to this, I'm actually reading it to you from a script. I do go off and ad-lib and add extra bits in, but the vast majority of what you're hearing is because I've pre-planned it and I've written it down. Which does take ages, so I wish I could be better at just being able to do all of this off a list of bullet points. But at the moment, I just find my mind goes completely blank and I keep saying er uh, and um the whole time. For the guest episodes, again, I know a lot of podcasters like to have a free-flowing conversation, but after trying that out, I learned that for me, the guest episodes work best if I send over a short list of suggested questions for me to ask them. It seems to really help to put the guest at ease, because of course it's a bit nerve-wracking for them a lot of the time, coming on and not knowing what they're going to be asked, so it means they're not quite as nervous, And also it really helps me to keep the interview on track or there is this really big risk that the conversation wanders away from the main topic we're supposed to be covering and then it ends up being too long because I have (laughs) learned that the shorter episodes tend to be more popular because of course we're all time poor so I'm trying my best to keep them a bit tighter and shorter but without losing the important content that's going to be useful for you. Then once you've chosen the topic, you've recorded the episode, you've edited the episode, the next thing to do if you want to is create the show notes. The show notes are just a short summary of what to expect from the episode with links to any resources that I've mentioned in them and I create these by generating a transcript from the episode using a transcription tool called otter.ai. I've tried out a few different transcription services and otter seems to be the most accurate. It's also quite affordable as well. Then from that transcript, I'm able to summarise everything in a Word document, ready to copy and paste the show notes into my podcast hosting platform later. And I'll explain what that is in a minute, don't worry. I had originally planned to turn each episode into a full article but that ended up just being a bit too much work for me. If I get sponsorship for the podcast one day and I have a bit more budget then it's something I might look into doing again at a later date and of course it's something that you could do so if you don't want to just have a podcast, if you want to turn it into written content, if you want to film the podcast while it's being recorded so you've got video content, there are, of course, those options as well for you. And the show notes are something that I do get some help with now because I found that the podcast was just taking up so much of my time, I realised I couldn't carry on doing it all on my own. So my stepdaughter Katie, who is a grown-up, <laughs> um, it's not child labour, I promise, my stepdaughter Katie does just a brilliant job of writing the show notes for me now she also releases the podcast into the world for me each week so once I've recorded it I've edited it I've got a transcript I just send her the audio send her the transcript and she does everything else for me she hasn't got a website but if you decided you wanted any help with your show notes just let me know and I would be really happy to introduce you to her to see if she can help you too Coming back to a podcast hosting platform, once you get to the point where you realise you need to make your podcast available for people to listen to, because you've recorded it, you've edited it, you've got the show notes done, that is when you need something called a podcast hosting platform. And it's that that you upload your audio and your show notes to, it then pushes your podcast out into the world. So it will make it available wherever you want it to be made available, whether that's Apple Podcasts, whether it's Spotify, whether it's SoundCloud, whatever it is, if you want it on Amazon Music, it can go on there. If you want it on Google Podcasts, it can go on there. But of course, it might be that you only want your podcast to be available privately, so internally throughout your organisation. That's fine. Podcast hosting platforms can handle that for you too, so you're in full control about where the podcast appears, but you need the podcast hosting platform to do it for you. You're not just going to be able to put all the audio straight onto an internal website or your normal website because the bandwidth it would take up would just be way too much. And there are loads of different podcast hosts available. The one that I chose is called Captivate and I chose it for several reasons. Firstly, it's an independently owned British company. So it felt nice to be supporting a homegrown business. And secondly, you heard me mention Mark Asquith earlier, who was a teacher on an online course that I took. Well Captivate is his business and I was so impressed with the quality of his teaching that it convinced me to give it a try and I'm really pleased that I did because the customer support offered is truly amazing especially when I was just starting out and I had no idea what I was doing. (laughs) There's this live chat feature on Captivate on the Captivate website for their clients which is just phenomenally responsive and Their wonderful support team absolutely held my hand every step of the way. The first time that I had to get the podcast out, when I had to figure out how I could get the podcast onto my website through them, they've just been amazing. And as with anything, the more you practice, the better you'll get and the smoother everything will go with creating your podcast. But if you get stuck along the way or you want any other podcasting tips, The thing that has really helped me is Lindsay-Ann Gould. Gould? Gould? Gosh, I'll have to ask Lindsay-Ann. I have to check how to pronounce her surname. She has a podcast, which is called Podcasting for Business. I've listened to every single episode she ever released. They're all really helpful. And her Facebook group has just been a lifeline for me. She has got a wonderful Facebook group, which is completely free. It's called Podcasting for Business Community. And if I've ever got stuck on anything, I just pop into there and I'll ask a question. And either Lindsay will come back to me straight away. She always comments on any questions in there. Or also the whole community are in there. Who And everyone in there has got their own podcast or is involved in podcasting in some way. So they're often able to answer your question really, really quickly. So as an example of what I went into the group to ask... I realised that on my guest episodes, it sounded like I was really shouting and I just couldn't work out why. So I went into the group and said, I'm not really sure what's going on. I don't know if there's something wrong with my headphones, if there's something wrong with my microphone, if there's something wrong with me. Does anyone else feel like they're shouting in the guest episodes, even though their guest is speaking at a normal volume? And someone in the group (laughs) pointed out that, maybe I didn't have my headphones plugged into my microphone, maybe I was plugging them into my computer. Well it hadn't even occurred to me that you can plug headphones into your microphone and that's exactly what the problem was. As soon as I started plugging the headphones into the microphone I could hear my own volume, so what my voice sounded like much better and hopefully it means that if you've listened to any guest episodes on the show recently you'll have noticed I don't sound like I'm shouting at the guests anymore, so that that was great. (laughs) But I think that is pretty much it. It feels like a bit of a whistle-stop tour through podcasting, but hopefully it's enough to have given you an idea of how I create the podcast every week, how I get it out into the world so that you can be listening to it right now, and how you can do exactly the same thing or encourage someone else in your organisation to do exactly the same thing and hopefully have a real impact I'd love to spread the word about the podcast and to help as many people with their HR careers as possible so if you've enjoyed this episode and you have a friend you think would find it useful or if you think that they'd like any of the previous episodes please do share the podcast with them and encourage them to listen to it I would be really grateful And of course, it is just amazing to get reviews for the podcast that show that you're enjoying it because I'm sat here recording it on my own or or with a guest every week and I've no idea how it's being received unless I hear from you or I see a review pop up. So if you're feeling very generous and would like to leave a review and a rating for the podcast in Apple Podcasts or on Spotify, that would be wonderful. Thank you so much.